Welcome everyone to another exciting-ish episode of Giraffes Have Black Tongues Comics. I'm one of your hosts, Dave. And I'm the other, I'm Donnie. What do you mean, exciting-ish? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, potentially it could be, it depends on your mood, I guess. Depends on, on all the readers' opinions of these two books as well. Yeah, that's true. These, uh... Well, I don't know. Well, well, I guess we'll talk about these books. We'll we'll talk about our feelings. We'll get way into that. But yeah, welcome to yeah. the to giraffes have black tongues, the only podcast where we talk about comic books. The only one. Yeah, the only one. <laughs> yeah, where we specifically talk about comic books. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, there's not a million others. It's just this one. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, I, we only guest star on all those other ones. Yeah, right. We've listened to all of them, for sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Alright. Well, you want to get into the books? Okay. I think I'm ready here. I was born ready. So, speaking of guest starring, this next book, Lock and Key, uh, had a TV show that uh, was in pre-production but never actually got picked up. That was starring Jesse McCartney. Did you know that? What the fuck? Yeah, dude. Lock and Key. No. Lock and Key. Who is he going to be playing? Tyler. <laughs> Which I think is really weird. Ooh. I don't, yeah, I don't see that fit. No. Tyler's like this big football player, dude. Maybe if it was like the young, like, pre-Dream Street McCartney, he could have played Ray uh, Brody. But, sure. Ooh, I, don't, I don't see him as a Tyler. I don't either. Maybe that's why the show never got picked up. I just thought that was interesting when I was looking if there was any However, facts about the show. I would, I would watch that nonstop if it ever happened. Oh yeah, for sure. That'd be a damn good show. Okay, I'm Carney. Right, fuck yeah. When you said, speaking of guest spotting, I thought you were going to talk about the other one because of all these seamless like guest cameos all throughout it. But uh, yeah, yeah, we'll go with <laughs> yeah. this one instead, I guess. Yeah. Transitions. Transitions. <laughs> yes yeah got it yes all my dreams have come true (laughs) that's right man i got that air horn best podcast in the world (laughs) right here that's right yes but yeah you're right maybe i should have i forgot about those cameos in the other one (laughs) (laughs) like like the entire book that's all it is yeah whatever this works the the first thing i looked at was the jesse mccartney thing so that's the the quickest option the quickest transition i made transition (laughs) <laughs> oh fuck yeah man air horns oh man fuck yeah uh transitions are gonna be fun today god yes all right well, I, I wish we were good at doing them and we could come up with a bunch of them just to keep doing that then well that's the thing like this is this is our practice this is like that positive reinforcement like when you give the dog a treat yeah that's, doing that's something the reward good. yeah, yeah that's the okay. reward <laughs> okay Alright, anyway. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be so distracted on trying to come up with one this whole time. Oh yeah. Fuck. We're not even gonna be talking about the books, we're just gonna be talking about how we can transition into the next thought. <laughs> Speaking of yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> nice transition. <laughs> Alright. Fuck yeah. So anyway, lock and key. This book is about I guess I would say I'd call it a haunted house. Haunted house book? Or Magic House. Let's call it a Magic House. And this family, who are in the wake of their father's murder, moves out to this house 
to live there. I guess his father owned it or something. Well, his 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 their uncle still lives in it, so I believe it's probably he's the owner of it. It was like their old family summer oh. home. I think their uncle lived in it. Wasn't his uncle driving them there, right? His uncle was driving with them. Yeah, yeah. Duncan Duncan came out for the funeral and then he's the one who took them. That makes sense, yeah. To the house. All right, all right. So yeah, they go to live with the uncle, which I'm actually I'm not sure why they did that. Because very early on when uh Tyler's at the funeral or, or he when they're showing the picture of Tyler sitting there at the funeral like off by himself. Yeah. They do show him flashback to when he was sitting in that same seat, listening to his... Dr- yeah, why are his parents wasted the entire book? That was a weird part of this. But, like, he, he has a flashback of his parents, like, shit-faced wasted, talking to each other. And the dad is saying, like, if anything ever happens to the two of us, you know where we have to send the kids. We have to send them to the lockhouse for their own safety. Because, like, the dad later revealed he knows all about, like all the specialness of this house and that's that's why he wanted them to go there if anything ever happened either the parents i see okay maybe i forgot about these flashbacks (laughs) so this one was actually like so good that i started it last night at like 2 Uh a.m and i was like all right i'm just gonna read a couple pages and then uh, go to bed and i'll just finish it tomorrow like when i'm on break yeah but i ended up just staying up until like 4 15 in the morning just fucking finishing the entire thing i was like oh it's so good i want to stop yeah i did really enjoy this one i i read it pretty quickly at work as well i think maybe in one day or not two days i I was a little bit busier this week but yeah it was good so i guess uh you know so it's primarily about this family living in this mansion mourning about the death of their father and trying to get over what happened and what happened was one of the the father was a principal or a counselor at a school. No, he was a guidance counselor. Right, guidance counselor at a school. He was talking to a student, and uh, the student ends up being crazy, or well, I guess getting corrupted or something by a demon. One of the two. You know, he ends up going over to the guidance counselor's house, killing him, raping his wife. When the children came home, they uh, tried to kill them too, but they, you know, narrowly escaped that situation. Tyler beats the dude's face in with a brick pretty brutally, uh, which is one of the children, Tyler. Tyler's the oldest kid who's probably like a high school senior-ish. And then there's the daughter, oh shit, was her name Carly? Uh, Kinsey. Kinsey, Kinsey. Right. And then there's a a little younger son named Brody, who is probably like seven-ish? Yeah, I'd say around there. He's a, a child, primary school age. Yeah. Let's see. So that's what they do. So that's what happens. So after that whole situation plays out and they escape this uh, shitty thing, that's when they go to the house. The house has these doors. And if you unlock the door and walk through, I guess different shit happens. Yeah, depending. Like you have to have like these different special magic keys to each door too. The kid had the key to the one main door and that's how he turned into a ghost. But then like when the uncle used the key to it, nothing happened to him. So that was because he used a different key on it? Is that what it was? Or was it because he was an adult? Like, I thought it was because the kid had a special key for it. Wait, I I don't think the uncle used the door. I thought he just, he didn't actually walk through it. They were like, oh, hey, and then he's like, oh, hey, and then he goes back. No, no, that was Tyler. Tyler was about to walk through it with him. So the, the uncle walked through? I don't remember that part. Someone at the very end walks out, and that's when you... Uh, we're skipping ahead, but at the very end, someone like yeah. 
actually walks through it and Tyler is with them and he's nervous about like passing through it again. So he's hesitant and then the mom like calls to him at the last second and he like turns his attention. But that's when it see you see the uh dead kid kind of floating in the uh background, like wanting to get in to try to go back to life, but he can't find his body or whatever. Oh, that that's a, you mean at the very end. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, at the okay. Very end. It was either it was either the cop uh, or it was the uh, uncle, but someone like walked out the door and was fine. Yeah, I didn't know if yeah. it was because they used the wrong key or because they were an adult. Yeah, that's a that's a mystery to me as well. Maybe they turned off the door once the plot was resolved because the demon or, or witch or whatever it is that corrupts the uh, kid from school. Yeah, and convinces him he has to kill uh, Mister Locke. His first name. But um, yeah. she lives inside of the well at the uh, house. Right. And she tells Brody that she's just an echo. But it's real. She's sort of like a, a spirit who's trapped there. Or she's a, a ghost or a witch that's trapped there. She's some kind of like force of spiritual nature or something that's trapped yeah. in this fucking uh, well. That the uh, dad trapped her there when they were kids. That have a special key for her to get out. But it was a different special key than the key that turns people into ghosts when they walk through that doorway. So that's why I'm thinking there's like a special key to like use each door's special power. But she also had that anywhere key that after she left and she transformed, she did leave it in the water. And uh, Brody found it when he was fishing at the very end, too. Was it? Was it? I think that was a. So he now possesses it. I think that was a different key, wasn't it? I think that's the anywhere door key. Oh, I thought it was it's, a. It's not the one that unlocked. It looked like a baby head. It's not key. the one that unlocked her, but it's the one that like she was able to transport into any other place in the world, right? Oh, okay. I think I, I, I maybe I don't know. I there, there's a bunch of really different do- doors and keys. Yeah, that's the main idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess I. I mean, I haven't read any of the next books because this one, I think there's a quite a few more volumes to read about this one, which I haven't. So I'm, I'm sure they would get more into that a little bit later. But yeah, simple explanation. A lot of different keys, different door that have different effects. That's pretty much what this house does for some reason. Yeah. The the main door we focus on, though, is the door where if you walk through it, your spirit leaves your body, so you become a ghost, and your body is just lying <laughs> dead on the floor. <laughs> you, you, you kind of die for, for a while and you become a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> Which uh, Bodhi, the young kid, he finds this and he's, he's doing this throughout the book. So he'll just, he found the key, he walks through, so he's kind of using this to, like, figure out what's going on and to help out the Echo Lady, uh, the lady living at the bottom of the, well, of the well, which she said her name was Legion at one point, actually. Did you catch that? Yeah, like, that was after, that was after she had uh, revealed that she's not actually an Echo and that she's, yeah. like, some kind of spirit or demon or witch or whatever she is. Yeah, what, what she actually is is not really made clear in this book. But she's something. But I like the name Legion. It's like that show, Legion, that everyone should watch. DJ. Oh, yeah, good job. <laughs> Legion. But I wasn't transitioning, though. I was, I was just I was on the side. Oh, I, thought, I thought we were going to start talking about that show now because you enjoyed it. When next season comes out, I'll talk about it more. Oh, okay. But okay. for now, I think I don't need to. So the other thing going on in this book is the killer of their father was in jail and he had facial reconstructive juvie. surgery. Yeah, Juvie, right. 
He had facial reconstructive surgery, and he's somehow talking to the Legion in the reflection of his this, the water in his sink in his jail cell. And she somehow, Legion, asked Bodhi for a mirror and scissors for so she can cut her hair, but somehow transports that to the killer, whose name is Sam Lesser. Let's just call him that. So she transports this to Sam, which he uses to kill a guard and escape. So he didn't he didn't have facial reconstructive surgery. I I got it. I thought it was because he was so stitched up that he just sliced his face with the scissors after she gave them to him. And that's why all throughout the rest of the book, his face is like it looks like it's just like poorly stitched back. Oh, I I thought it was from the from when Tyler beat his face in with a brick, and that was how they treated him. And he might have needed some. Oh, light okay, facial. okay, yeah, because she. Was, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, because she had promised him a, a okay. new face, yeah, Never mind. a new face in a new home or something, yeah, yeah, so. okay, yeah, she, she, all right, so this is her thing. She never tells a lie, but she'll kind of like trick you into thinking you're getting something good, but it's just you're gonna get your face bashed in by a brick and look deformed as fuck. It's a be careful what you wish for situation. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, the. Sam escapes jail using this mirror and the scissors and goes over to Lovecraft, Massachusetts, which is uh, where the house is. And he knows about it just from putting it together when he was talking to uh, Mr. Locke when he was in school. Also, also in the picture in Mr. Locke's office, yeah. Echo first starts making contact with him. Oh, that's right. Like he's just staring at an old photo of the house. And it's got the uh, well area in a picture, and just randomly, uh, she appears out of nowhere, and she starts spelling out "help me," and I think that's like the first communication she has with him. And then they don't actually show any of the like follow up, but uh, they, they've clearly been like communicating with each other, and she's uh, getting Sam to help her get this. Oh, maybe that is the anywhere key is the one that unlocks her from the well. Yeah, yeah. He, she's like, this is all part of her plan to escape. Yeah. Also, before he actually gets there, he's uh, hitchhiking with this friendly uh, truck driver who's trying to convince Sam to be a friend of the road. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, trying to teach him about the uh, magic of glory holes and how you could blow dudes in glory holes and make some money so you can uh, <laughs> so you can pay for your uh, bus fare yeah. to Massachusetts. Way the road. Way the road, Bobs. Yeah. Way the road. Way the fucking road. <laughs> Piss jugs. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, that, that was good. I like that one. It also reminded me of that It's Always Sunny episode. Oh, what did that truck driver, when the one where Charlie is saying yes to everything and they go and uh, have a catch with Chase Utley that episode? <laughs> what, what was the trucker saying? He was calling it Lot Lizards, I think. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen that one forever. That one was really know. good. He's like, the truck driver is like trying to change and not bang dudes or whatever when he's on the road. That's <laughs> so, good shit. I will not suck oh, on no. you, and I will not be sucked on by you. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that was good stuff. So, you know, obviously the lesser makes it to the house, and then there's a big standoff thing where uh, Tyler ends up going through the door and turning into a ghost, making lesser think that he had killed him then when he goes back to his body that's when you know they're able to turn the table on lesser and get the upper hand it kind of ends with uh legion gets her key echo 
sorry, Echo, I keep calling her Legion now, but uh, Echo gets her key, escapes, finds Lesser, snaps his neck, and throws him through the through the door, so he's just a ghost living at the house now. Uh, all right, and then this is the part, this is the part why I think it has a specific key to use the power, because yeah. she takes that key with her when she leaves to go find the uh, okay. track coach for whatever reason. And so that's why he can't get back in there to become human again. That makes sense, yeah. And that's why nothing happened when they walk out of it the next time. That makes sense. Because need the key. After, after Echo does this, there, there's a, uh, another door that'll transport you to anywhere you're th- you want to think of in the world. And she uses it to transport herself to uh, this other... So they do show earlier on in the... Uh, someone had a yearbook photo from when the dad went to the high school in this town. Yeah. It's like the dad, the the school track coach, mm-hmm. and uh, some other people, and they, they're somehow all intertwined together because Echo shows up at the track coach's house, and she's like, oh, I, I served all this time for you because I, I killed that person for you, and uh, now you owe me. She said, I killed your mother. Your mother that's yeah. what it was. And so now I'm going to live with you. Yeah, she should, like, what the fuck? And then randomly she, like, transports, transforms herself into a, like, new high school-aged boy named Zach. Yeah. And she starts hanging out with Tyler as his new best friend, so still something going on with her in that house, so we'll see what that is. Because after that, that's when Brody was fishing by himself, mm-hmm. and that's when he found that key to the door, because I think she gave it, threw it back for him, because she knew that he, like, changed it into the ghost. I think she threw that in there so that he would find it and still be able to do that. Hmm. I, I felt like it was a different key, though. And, like, if she gives back the key, then Lesser can go back through the door. Was that her plan, to keep him there? Well, well I guess well, I don't know. Lesser's Lesser's, Lesser's body isn't there. She took it with him when she left through the other anywhere door, didn't she? I can't remember what she did with the it, body, now. I don't think his, his body is still there. I, does it need to be? I wonder if it needs to be. It seems like it does, because that's how Tyler and uh, Brody were both able to, like, come back to theirs. But she intentionally, like, threw his out the door so it wasn't still in on the other side. Yeah. I think that may officially kill you, maybe? I don't know. Uh, Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I'm not sure what the rules are exactly. Yeah, we'll we'll need to read more into this to figure that out. I think so, because I'm I'm certain he'll come back at some point. Yeah, or or maybe he's like the new Echo and just haunts the grounds. Yeah, possibly. I enjoyed this book a lot. Yeah, this was awesome. Yeah, I definitely read it. I mean, highly recommend it. It uh, it definitely deserves a number one spot somewhere because I did like it a lot. What do you think about the horror aspect of it? Did you find it all that horror-y? Eh, I mean, not like scary, but kind of like a, a more of a psychological thriller, I guess. Just yeah. because you know that Echo is up to something evil, and she's not what she's telling this small innocent. Um, manipulative child that she is you know she's up to something evil but you just don't really know like what her plan really is because she does like at one point in time like pull him close to her and kind of threaten to like throw him into the well yeah kill him basically so you know like at at the very end that she's clearly not what she says she is i guess in that aspect it's a little bit scary maybe i don't know yeah (laughs) yeah I, i like the psychological thriller thing better I think the parts with Sam Lesser hunting down the people, I thought that was scarier than the actual echo in the well. 
Yeah, well, all right. So we didn't really touch on this because this dude is clearly... Oh, yeah. So, like, all throughout the book, it, they show that, like, everyone's concerned about him because he, he's not well. They all think he needs to talk to, like, actual therapists, like, figure out what's going on in his mind and in his life because he's not acting like a normal person really should. He's all there together. And uh, he is just endless on a, on an endless murder spree not giving a fuck oh, for yeah. any human life after he escapes jail like they blast his face all over the news and everyone is like looking for him on a manhunt and he's on this bus after he kills the trucker who offered to like let him be a whore kills that man and then he steals his money to use it for the bus fare and a woman with a little baby who's like maybe a couple months old he just gets the suspicion that she might know who he is, and he's just sitting there rationalizing, like, well, I hate to kill this baby, but, you know, fuck him, it's me or him, so I guess I'm killing him. And then the very next thing is he pulls out this gun and just blasts every person on this fucking bus, like, with no remorse whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, he's a heartless murderer in this one. And he's, like, very smart, too. It's shown that he's a, he's a really bright student and all that. He just had kind of a fucked up life and had this uh, corruption going yeah, on. Yeah, he, so. he had like shitty, sh- a shitty drunk father and a, a drug addict mother who didn't support him or anything or gave a shit about him. Yeah. So like he, he was potentially like could have gone to college. His mom was like, oh, yeah, we'll never spend money on that. I'm going to go buy junk instead. Yeah. And uh, the teacher was tra- or uh, Mr. Locke was trying to help him. And, and that's why it was like such a shock that he was the guy. Yeah. Hunt him down and kill him there at the very beginning. Yeah, it was good. Definitely. I definitely want to keep checking this out. Yeah, we'll have to come back to it for the next... Giraffe-tober! <laughs> there we go, Giraffe-tober. I mean, we'll, we'll probably check it out way, way, way sooner than next fucking year, though. Yeah, to be fair. yeah probably. But we'll, we'll still play the drops. Fuck yeah. The one, the one problem I had with this book was the, the way the faces are drawn. I sometimes had trouble telling who was who, and I felt like everybody was somehow related, even the characters who were not related. The way their faces were drawn, I'm like, oh, is that like a cousin or something? Did you also get that? No. With Sam Lesser and Duncan, I, I particularly, I had trouble telling them apart when I first started reading. Well, before the really? stitches. Yeah, I did. They need to wear shirts with their names on them, I guess, is what I need for every TV show. <laughs> all all co- or a comic book. Oh yeah, comic book. Fuck. We All are right. not watching a television <laughs> show. No, if we were, Jesse McCartney would be in it. <laughs> God damn it, I wish it was a TV show then. Yeah. Fuck. Alright, so anything else you have about this one? Um, yeah, I was going to say, the only one I kind of thought looked a little bit familiar, or uh, similar to another one, was just Tyler and his dad, because they were both like big, burly, red-headed characters, but the one had a mustache. Yeah, and the other I was going to say. Kid who didn't. I guess I, I could have seen it there, but I didn't really think it was okay. a problem for anyone else, really. Maybe, Yeah, maybe it was just me then. So anyway, I got some one-star reviews here. <laughs> Fuck yes. Boy, what do those runes say? Mm, I'll tell you what these runes say. <laughs> One star, if you love the Saw movies, here's your book. Mediocre story with... What? <laughs> I know. Mediocre story with pretty lame artwork. If you love slasher films or the Saw movies, you might be entertained by this book. There's also not the slightest link to Lovecraftian themes. Oh, is this is this like some cunt who's like from Lovecraft 
Massachusetts. Like, oh, this guy did tie in that big city square we have, our one landmark. Fuck you. I think they're talking about they're talking about that author, the Lovecraft uh, author who wrote like all those horror books and shit, which uh, is a common theme in the reviews. People are like, oh, this is nothing like Lovecraft. That's real literature. This is just a comic book. And like, yeah, it's pretentious. What the fuck is Lovecraft? Uh, it's some author. Just yeah, yeah, look it up. What tie into this does that is that supposed to have? The name. Here's what I think they did. I think that when they made this book, they had the subtitle "Welcome to Lovecraft," and I think they did it for like search engine optimization. So like when you search for Lovecraft, the author, this book will also come up. Kind of like how we, if you search for comics, giraffes have black tongues. Comics will show up because I put comics in the title instead of baby giraffes to make it more searchable. You know, that's what I think they were that happened to these people. And then they bought it for some reason. All right. So these are just fucking idiots. Yeah. Who don't read like <laughs> bookbacks and just bought comic books thinking they were books by some other fucker. That's right. enough for being retarded. Fuck them. Fuck I all know. of them. <laughs> fuck them. No, I know. Most of these one star reviews are fuck them. Yeah. I got I got I got a couple of them for our next book though. Are you ready to move on? What's our transition? Um I'm kind of getting tired right now. I don't know if I can make it through this one. Yeah. Oh, did that book make you tired? Maybe you need some uh, sand. Sandman, Volume One. That was okay, right? Yeah, yeah I like it. Was I'll, it, I'll do. Was it, was it? Yeah, I'll have two air horns for that one. That was a good one. Okay, that was better. Yeah, as long as I put more <laughs> oh, air shit. horns. <laughs> if it's a shitty transition, yeah, I'll use two air good. horns. So that I, so that we can fool people. All right, good. Oh man, uh, seamless. Yeah, seamless. Very seamless. So, this Sandman book. What'd you think about it? Okay, so we had both talked about this yesterday off air. We did. Like, um, okay, so the first chapter is all about how these mortals capture the Sandman, thinking that he is the entity of death. And it is just the longest, most drawn-out, boring-as-shit story I've ever read. I'm like, oh my god, I immediately regret picking this book. This is going to be terrible. But thank Uh, fucking Christ. Like, it's only this first chapter, because once you get through that, it's actually kind of awesome. I I have the exact same notes about that. I thought I, I fucking hated this goddamn book when I was reading the first chapter. It, it was insane. Yeah. It was like, so fucking boring. I, we had talked about how we both had to like stop and take breaks in the middle of like chapter one because we were both so fucking bored of it. We just had to like yeah. separate ourselves from it because we couldn't get through it in like one sitting because it was so fucking long and bad and excruciating. Rough. Yeah. But by the time um, there's a character called uh, Dr. Destiny that comes up, by the time this character comes in, I'm like, okay. I'm into. I'm in. I see what they're doing here. I, I like this now. So the second half of this volume, I, I liked a lot more than the. Well, I fucking hated the first chapter, maybe two chapters actually. But after that, it was good. I, I did. I did end up enjoying this. It's even cooler because I, I don't know how familiar you are with uh, John Constantine. Currently, he's on like the DC main line of comic books, mostly with like the Justice League dark stuff. Uh huh. But. Before he was a, a like main DC entity, he had a series for Vertigo called Hellblazer, John Constantine the Hellblazer, 
Mm-hmm. And uh, Sandman and this were both uh, Vertigo Comics imprints, which is like DC's indie label where they don't have to censor the curse words. They can make drug references and oh, like, yeah. nudity and sex yeah. stuff. Like it's all the like adult theme shit. So like it was awesome because he's like the very first cameo that shows up in this book. And then later on, they actually have like legit DC like big name hitters show up as Etrigan, the demon. Who is one of like the most like noticeable and like distinguished like looking DC characters? Like you may not know what the fuck his name is, but when you see him, you're like, oh yeah, that guy. I've seen him before and shit. Uh, and then I've they never also had Marshall Manhunter make an appearance. So I mean, oh really? Yeah, I didn't know yeah, who that I, was. I mean, he's in a bunch of like animated. He's in a lot of like the old animated cartoons and like animated movies. He'll, he'll make like a, a cameo appearance in like one episode at a time. Oh okay, all right. Well, that's cool. But he only speaks in rhyme, so yeah. Like lately, lately he's been in a lot of the Justice League dark stuff with Constantine during the New Fifty Two run. All right, well, I didn't know that, but that's cool. the The ones I did catch is like Batman and Green Lantern were in there for like one panel, and then yeah, Martian Manhunter, of course. The other thing was like the they kept going back to Arkham Asylum. Yeah, yeah. The first time I saw it, I'm like, oh fuck, Arkham Asylum's in there, and then I'm like, oh yeah, it's a DC book. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And Scarecrow. Scarecrow was at Arkham, that's, too. That's right. He was in there. Yeah. Uh, so I, I was kind of surprised that they were doing that much crossover from, like, main DC to, to the Vertigo. I don't know that I've really seen that happen. Like, I haven't read a ton of Vertigo-specific mm-hmm. stuff. Like, Preacher was, like, the main one that I read start to finish all of. But mm-hmm. That had zero tie-ins to anything. No, oh, yeah. yeah. I've read bits and pieces of the Hellblazer stuff from time to time. But I've never seen that really crossover with DC mainline. So this was like the main, the only time I think I've ever seen them like incorporate main DC canon into Vertigo stuff. Yeah, I was I was also surprised how much there is. I was thinking about it. We've read DC comics before, and there was a character called Dream in this co- in those comics. Do you remember that character? Is it? And I want to know if it's the same. I don't think it is. Okay. Um, was that in that Batman Metal shit? I think it right? was, yeah. Uh, was that, like, God guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I've watched a YouTube video about this, because I'm not really familiar with, like, all their, like, the DC's, like, God characters like that. Right. And I think they are all kind of, like, tied together, like it's some kind of a distant brother or cousin or something of, of the same man, I think. All right, well... But, like, I, okay. that, that, uh, that Lucifer, like, when he actually goes to hell and, like, Azrael is there, mm. I think that's kind of, like, the... the shit of the storylines where those characters are from. There's nothing I've ever read or seen, but apparently they do have their own like religious based comic book entities, which I don't know anything about them, but I guess that's where they're from. Okay, I gotcha. So let's see. Oh, so okay, when the Sandman was captured in that uh shitty volume one issue, it makes people have sleeping trouble. So either they sleep too much or they stay awake. They can't sleep. So at one point, somebody was talking about one of the guys who couldn't sleep, and they said he was a walking dead man. Dave, are you a walking dead oh, yeah, man? Yeah, I, I did see that. <laughs> I am. Yeah. I suppose. So he's a fan of the walking dead, is uh, what I got out of that. If you can't sleep, that's what happens. Exactly. Exactly what they meant. I, th- I thought so. <laughs> in, in in 19... 1989 or whatever the fuck this was yeah <laughs> yeah that's exactly they yep ahead of their time way ahead of their time that was good that's right right <laughs> kirkman's inspiration right there in that line 
Yeah. And also with this one, have you ever met somebody who said that their hobby is sleeping? I mean, I, I think I've said that myself many a times. Oh, fuck you. It's not a hobby. <laughs> fuck, it's not. It's definitely not in China here. If you talk about hobbies, like, what's your hobby? It's, uh, I'd say about 80% of the time, somebody will say sleeping or eating. Fuck yeah. It's like, fuck you. A, a students, A students right there. Go fuck no, yourself. No, fuck man. that. Fuck them. But it, how, is, how is sleeping not a hobby? Because so, you have to okay. do it so Going you don't fucking die. No, 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 no. Going to bed at night is not a hobby. That, that is like required sleep. Yeah. Like when you wake up and take a nap in the middle of the day like I do a thousand percent of the time, that's a fucking hobby. <laughs> it's not a fucking hobby. That's a, no, that's beyond a hobby. That's a fucking like way of life or, or something dramatic and obnoxious. No, it's, it's not a hobby. Making chairs is a hobby. Doing uh, vaping is a hobby. <laughs> <laughs> Making chairs. Making chairs and vaping. Those are hobbies. Um... But not fucking sleeping. Wait, vaping's an addiction. Is that a hobby? It's a hobby. You, you, I, I make the. I got. I got. A, I got a toolbox for vaping, like a little little case with tools in it to like make the fucking coils. It's a hobby. Sweet, bro. Yeah. Where, where's your toolbox for sleeping? My pillow right behind me. <laughs> it's the, the only bed. tool I need, motherfucker. Yeah, I guess either there are sleep tools. He still wins that one. Church. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I hate oh, it so much. Fun. I hate it so much, the sleeping in the hobby thing. So you can just sleep forever in Sandman. I think you're just, ju- you're just jealous that that's not your hobby, man. I'm jealous that it's not my hobby? i not napping. I don't know, man. Yeah. I think I hate sleeping these days. I feel like I just waste time. I can't do it. I, 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 I don't... It's, oh, it's fucked. But yeah, so people I think would love to live in this fucking book where they can just sleep forever. And just wake up every six years for a couple seconds to hear a story and think you're eight years old. Would you like that, Dave? Sports. Not, not all of that. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so that's, that's what I was thinking when I was reading that first chapter about this. Man, what a, what a downer you are. Yeah, I'm a fucking hater, man. That's, uh, that's alright, though. The other thing about this book that I uh, wasn't a huge fan of was they use a lot of song lyrics. And I, I find that I don't like the song lyrics written out because I keep trying to think of what song is it, and I keep trying to sing it in my head. What did, what did you think about that? Yeah, yeah I, it's kind of annoying when that happens, but I mean, it's nothing new or specific to this book. I mean, it happens all the fucking time. Yeah. I always just ignore it. I, I skip it. I don't waste my time reading it. I, I eventually did that too. I'm like, okay, the radio speech bubbles look like this. So I'm just going to not read anything that looks like that. I think it was mostly like Enter Mr. Sandman and uh, what was the other one? Because it kept happening to Constantine. That's that's what was happening. Yeah, there's one other song that he kept playing, but I forget what it was. It was Exit Night. Yep. <laughs> yeah, they didn't even sing Enter Sandman. Can you guys believe that? Should have. Yeah, they really should have. They really fucked up by not singing Enter Sandman. But this is indie DC. It's not mainstream DC. They don't have the coin to cut uh metallica a check they they had the coin for that mr sandman song that do 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 i think that's what they were singing yeah they had coin for that mr. Sandman, bring me a dream yeah i mean that that shit was from like the 40s or the 50s anyone can afford that bullshit okay well metallica they couldn't afford metallica i, mean, I don't i don't know if you have to pay for writing out 
song lyrics to songs in pop culture and comic books. I don't think that's a thing, but we'll just we'll just assume that's the reason Metallica doesn't make an appearance in this. Yeah. Lyric wise. It's also probably expensive to get songs from the future. Uh they already they they've got that future walking dead coin, so I mean That's true, that yeah. Yeah, what the fuck? When was the Black Album? That was like 91? I think it was 91, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was 91, but okay, I could be wrong. Right. Yeah. yeah, it was a couple right, years I out. I that in my, in my head there. Yeah. Fuck you. I see what you were trying to do, you son of a bitch. Who, me? <laughs> yeah, you were trying to trick me. Trick you into what? I get it. Oh, about the Sandman thing? Oh, really? I oh, I thought that it was... <laughs> yeah. I didn't know, I didn't know the year. I, I didn't know what year okay. it was. I thought it was obvious that Sandman hadn't been released yet. Sorry. Hmm. Uh, speaking of music, though... At one point, the Sandman had to do a rap battle with a demon to get his helm back. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Fuck yes. What the fuck was you that? Get your helm back? <laughs> what that the hell was that? The greatest thing that has ever happened. <laughs> the greatest thing that has ever happened in any comic book ever. So like, they had to do this rap battle. So he goes back and forth with this demon because he challenged them. And apparently he he's like, oh, I am a cat and I like to eat dirt or something and it's like no well i'm a dog and i eat cats and it's like well i'm a human i slay dogs or something and it's like well i'm a bear i can eat like like, they keep going back and forth it was the weirdest fucking thing and the entire time it happens they keep doing like the uh sort of dream bubble like animals pop up which made me think so much of uh in scott pilgrim versus the world when the uh, kadianagi twins are facing uh sex bomb and that's kind of like how they do that battle in the in the movie version. That's like, what it really reminded me a lot of. Yeah, yeah. It, it reminded me of uh, Legion, that show, when uh, he was fighting the Shadow King. Mm, they did that in that show, too. Derivative. Is the Shadow King a, a grizzly bear? He better be. I think it's they turn into a lot of shit, so I'm pretty sure the grizzly bear showed up at some point. Cause the, okay, okay. Because in the comics, the Shadow King has often haunted specific X-related characters as a bear. Uh, there, there was a lot of stuff in the... That would have been, would have been a, nice little, a nice little Easter egg for the fans doing it that way. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there was a bear in there. I think you wouldn't be disappointed. Great fucking scene. Watch that show. Good. Legion. The best, the best show eh. on TV. It's fucking great. Eh, eh. <laughs> I watched episode one. Yeah, You've you got to watch the rest of them. Take notes. It's confusing. But it's great. Mm. <laughs> all right so i like that rap battle scene but then the second half of this book was uh him trying to get his amulet back from dr destiny this part i think i think was a stronger part of the of the book like this uh, this actually got into like some of the horror elements uh they had an issue of dr destiny yeah yeah, yeah like sitting in a diner chronicling this these 24 hours so it'll be like day one he lets him do this day two he lets him do, or sorry Hour one, he lets him do this. Hour. hour two, he lets him do that. Keeps making him do all this fucked up shit uh, with the amulet. He's like mind controlling yeah, these people. It's basically just, just him torturing a diner full of people for his own amusement. Yeah, he's trying to decide if he's like even feeling anything from it. And uh, yeah, it was it was fucking good. I liked I liked that issue a lot. I thought it was pretty well done. Yeah, and I, I think it's around this time in the book when the Sandman starts looking like this uh, sort of like a a goth rock like the crow movie reject character that was as that was as soon as he came out 
he's like, oh, I must create clothes, <laughs> so I'll make this stupid trench coat with flame patterns on the bottom of it. It's fucking stupid. Well, yeah, first he's wearing that stupid trench coat with yeah. Constantine trying to blend in with him. But then it's later ridiculous. on, like his hair just changes a little bit, gets a little bit more like uh-huh. the crowish. Yeah, that's that was awesome. His hair was very inconsistent in this book. Actually, I noticed sometimes it's a lot shorter, sometimes it's a lot longer. So there's, well, I guess he's a dream man. So I guess it doesn't matter. Yeah, maybe it got maybe it got cooler the more power he got back. That that explains it. <laughs> yeah, he gets more punk rock the more his power grows. <laughs> Fuck yeah! Fuck yeah! I like the Doctor D stuff. That was a cool fight. Dr. D eventually, as they're fighting in the, they go to the dream world or whatever to have their, you know, showdown. And Dr. D crushes the amulet and it ends up restoring Sandman's power rather than killing him. So it kind of backfired on him. And Sandman just sort of takes him, instead of getting like revenge, he just takes him back to Arkham Asylum, where he had escaped from earlier, and um, puts ev- lets everyone go to sleep. He puts a little sand on everyone's eyes. And they all can sleep well through the night. And that's that's where the scarecrow was. That is where the scarecrow was. But yeah, that the ending of that, he's like showing like compassion and shit like that. So he starts uh, focusing less on revenge for being captured for eighty years. I, I did love the revenge he took on that guy's son, the the man who captured him. I forget what the fuck their name was. Eh, I love the revenge he took on that guy, where he's just like melting in his dreams and shit. What what did he do to his dreams? He I, I forgot. So he made it so he would never sleep soundly again. So he's just constantly like squirming and tossing and turning and just having like these endless nightmares where he keeps thinking oh, okay. he's waking up from them and escaping them, but he's just finding he, he's in more and more. And so yeah. like in each one, it's just like uh, whatever the most like graphic, disgusting, disturbing thing that you could think of is. It just keeps on going on on an endless repeat for him. Never ending nightmare basically oh yeah and uh one more thing about uh i keep coming back to dr d i had more notes about him but i just found this one uh when dr d escapes from the asylum there uh he kidnaps some woman at gunpoint and has her drive him to where the amulet is located and at one you know he he looks kind of like a decayed zombie man basically he kind of looks like a mummy with no bandages but yeah the driver that this woman asks him if he has aids which i thought was kind of funny like just because it just shows the the age in that comment like oh you look like a mummy do you have aids and i like that one a lot (laughs) (laughs) that got a laugh out of me i thought that was good (laughs) uh i love when these old older books show their age like that It's, it's my favorite part um that's all i had about this one how about you do you have anything else no, not really. All right. Uh, so, like I said in the beginning, s- skip the fucking first issue. It's long as fuck and boring. But I did like it by the end, once once we started uh, getting into it there. Yeah, yeah. Once, he, once he's on the loose and, like, actually, like, you get to see some of what his power is and everything, then it's pretty awesome once it picks up from there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, all right, so... Got some one-star reviews here. I know how to read, boy. Just not this tongue. Mmm, I know how to read these. (laughs) Alright. So, some of these reviews are kind of weird. I actually had several of them that are pretty interesting. So the first one is one star. I'm sure it's good, just haven't personally seen it to read. 
Did not purchase. Not sure how I got this. I'm sure it's good. I just personally <laughs> seen it. it. Yeah, and one star. What a fucking asshole. He just like accidentally gets it. Like, oh, what? one star. <laughs> so why the fuck did you even get it? I don't know. He doesn't know either. Actually, I have a couple more that were pretty funny. I have received a rated version of this movie instead of getting the unrated one. <laughs> one star. <laughs> Some assholes just have no idea what they're reviewing. I know, yeah. I don't know what the fuck these people are thinking. <laughs> and I, I, I just, I really like that. There's a lot of good ones in this one. Another one. Uh, one star, not my cup of tea. I mailed this book to a girlfriend because I knew she, because I knew I wouldn't read it. She likes it. I'm not into comics. <laughs> what the fuck is this review? Cool. Why do people do this? I'm just going to start posting like personal like stories and like journeys in like Amazon reviews. Just random products. One day someone else will like randomly read this. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just, you don't even know. Just blindly choose a product. Just leave a review. Nonsense. <laughs> a nonsensical like journey of inner like discovery on it. Right. Uh, th- this one's weird. I'm going to fuck up reading this one, but I assure you that I know how to read, boy, and not just just not this tongue. Uh, but this one just is... not this tongue? Transition, DJ. Oh, oh hit it, DJ, yeah. I know how to read, boy. <laughs> just not this tongue. So th- this is kind of why I played this clip. <laughs> this one is one star. What has literature come to? Is this what literature has come to? Oh, judgment, thou art fled to brutish beasts, and men have lost their reason. I don't know what the fuck that means. Douche. What a pretentious douche. Yeah, fucking asshole. Fuck you. Fuck all you people who leave reviews. Who the fuck leaves reviews? But thanks, Speaking of, but thanks for doing you that. You can leave a five-star <laughs> review on iTunes for this podcast right fucking now. DJ! Seamless. Yeah. Fuck yeah. We, we encourage you to leave a five-star review, but to review a different product in the comments. So please yeah, do that. Leave, leave like... Other, yeah, if you're going to leave a one-star review, do that on other podcasts, but talk about how great this one is in comparison, please. <laughs> yeah, there you go, yeah. <laughs> so, five-star reviews is what we're asking for. And then say whatever you want in the comments, you can, you I don't care. feel free to link, link them to this podcast so they can hear what the competition... Yeah. How it like, destroys it, shit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, all right, anyway. So, speaking of Dr. D playing games with people in a diner, I heard you were playing some games. Did you want to talk about those? Um, yeah, yeah. So, I got the new Fire Pro Wrestling World, <laughs> which is like the first uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling video game. Or maybe it's not, but it's the first one I've ever seen and played. And good God. The gameplay is like the worst thing of all time. Like, I don't know how to describe it, but so you have to like grapple with your opponent to like kind of like do like regular wrestling moves with them. Mm-hmm. And the window for the margin of error in this thing for how, how close and right on top of them you have to be to like actually connect it is so fucking minuscule. I'm oh man I don't know like it seemed like the entire time I was right next to the guy hitting the button to like lock up with him so I could do a move and he would just keep completely fucking missing and just kind of like turn himself around and be like 
throwing punches at nothing but air while the guy standing behind me kicking my ass. It was so <laughs> frustrating. Sounds like a sounds like a nightmare. Fucking awesome roster of like players you could play as, but when you're playing like this, there's not outside even close enough to like save it. Like it is shit. Oh man. That's too bad. One star review. <laughs> yeah, what's your one star review? I, it made it made me sad. I I don't know. <laughs> I, I didn't think that went through at all. Fuck. Yeah. One star review. These socks barely fit. There we go. <laughs> there you go. All right. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty shit. I mean, I also yeah. I've I've also played a fighting game here. New Soul Caliber game I picked up. Uh, unfortunately, this is the first time I've ever fucked up buying a game, but it's in Chinese and not in English. So I have trouble navigating the menus, but I do like the gameplay a lot. It's it's fun. I've I've always enjoyed that one. I wish I had a better guest character though. This one is uh the dude from The Witcher, which I've never played that game. Yeah. Guest characters I had before were really good, like the Assassin's Creed guy. I think Ezio was in there in one game. They had Link way back when, and uh, Spawn and Isn't that the one with like uh, Yoda. Yoda was in there too. Yeah, Darth Vader was. So they they have a lot of cool guest characters. I think this one for me was a little disappointing, but gameplay is very good still. I, I enjoy that one a lot. Yeah, I haven't played a lot of The Witcher, but they are making that a new Netflix series. True, the guy from uh, Superman, Henry Cavill. Yeah, that might be. In- I'll I'll check that one out for sure. But I have not played the game. It's been recommended to me before, but I still haven't picked it up. Speaking of Netflix shows. Oh shit! <laughs> what? What do we do? Oh shit! Based Netflix shows. Oh hell oh, yeah! Man. Hell yeah! One's a video game. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. But I mentioned Superman. That's what confused me. Fuck. True. Yeah. Three off. Luke Cage is canceled, and I'm very upset about that too. one. Yeah, but that that's different. It's a different situation. That one should have been canceled. I don't care about Iron Fist. <laughs> But Luke Cage, I'm, I, what the fuck? Luke Cage is canceled. Yeah, that's that show is still good. Why, man? That ended on such a like interesting fucking note. Yeah, so much intrigue and interest into like what the fuck they were gonna go go with from there. Yeah, Luke Cage ended being uh, implying he was becoming the bad guy. I want to see what happens there. He's not a bad guy. We talked about this before, but uh, what the fuck? I'm disappointed. Uh, it just said creative differences. In the article that yeah we read, I don't know between who though, but I think creative differences means that you just hate each other now. I mean, I assume like the main writer and like the Marvel head, like the Kevin Feige guy, probably yeah. heads with whoever was like writing and directing the show. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I, yeah, find someone new. I mean, that was a great show. Fuck yeah, and. and even cooler, I was like the endless string, not so much in the second season, but season one specifically, all the awesome, like, random guest musicians and shit that they had yeah. every fucking episode. That's fucking great. Oh, that show had so much style, and it was awesome. But I'm hoping we see a Heroes for Hire thing come up, just merge the two shows or something, I guess. I can accept Iron yeah, Fist like, if Luke Cage is there. Yeah, it, it, all right, it'd be awesome if they do that. It'd be awesome if they throw in uh, Colleen and Misty as well, or if they even yeah. do, like, a Daughters of the Dragon series of its own. But I thought the deal that they have with Disney was that they can't make 
any new characters appear in like their shows. I don't I don't really know the specifics of it, but because Disney's going to start their own like streaming service at some point in time in the future, oh. I thought that once Netflix got like huh. finished up with these five series, they were kind of done. But I don't oh, know really? why the fuck you would cancel any of them. I would hang on to them for. Oh yeah, fuck. Could. I mean, they did the Defenders, and they already have like Cage and Fist as characters they can use. I guess. But yeah. I mean, if I was them, I would absolutely do spin off. Who's Fire, Daughters of Dragon. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't. I just don't know. I really want to know what the fuck. What happened? I want to know what creative differences means in this case. Ah, so fucking disappointing. Yeah. Oh man, it ended on such a like interesting note too. I I was so upset that I'm never gonna get to see like what the fuck was going to come out of that. That's the biggest disappointment about it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, what do you think of that Daredevil season three? Uh, so yeah, I've watched the first two episodes so far. Um, not not a big Daredevil fan at all, but yeah, I, I'm I'm digging it so far. Taking a lot from like the old Alan Moore like classic run, so hmm. gotta be good. I mean, Alan Moore is great, so yeah. So so far as all of them, Kingpin is badass as can be in this one. Like yeah, he, I'm glad Kingpin's they, back. They had him, like, he got physical a little bit in season one at the very end of it, but they really mm-hmm. haven't, like, emphasized just, like, what a monster of a character he can be. So, like, in that prison scene when, uh, after he turns informant, spoilers, uh, yeah, the well. guy tries to shake him, and he just sits there and, like, stares at him for a second, and then he just throws this uh, uh, weight with uh, what, yeah, what the, is it? It's a bench press. Bench press, Weight yeah. With like eight, eight trays with like eight uh, <laughs> racks of like forty-five pounds on them. Yeah, just throws it at this guy and like almost suffocates him with it, and then like threatens to just even his skull with more weights. But yeah, he's fucking nothing. He looks so badass and monstrous right there. And oh, then he yeah. just sits down while he's like bleeding from the gut because he's been shanked, not <laughs> even like reacting to it at all. That shank didn't do shit. So badass. Yeah. Kingpin's fucking awesome. I love Kingpin in the MCU. Yeah, D'Onofrio kills it. For sure. So yeah, there, there's that one. Kingpin. Pretty good shit. So anyway, anything else about that one? Not yet. I haven't seen enough of it to go any further. Just yeah, episodes I'll, I'll keep watching it. I'm only about uh, I'm only three episodes in. But so far, I mean, I like I, I've always liked that Daredevil show ever since the first one. And I think what made the first season very strong was having Kingpin in there. It's a very, very good character. So I think this season is going to be uh, going back to like season one quality. So that's good. It's fucking great. So speaking of creative differences, are you ready for next week to talk about what's coming next week? Are you? Great. <laughs> oh, I'll Everyone get there. I'll get there. I'll get there. <laughs> Next week. <laughs> I don't remember that happening. No, 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 no. I will talk about this one. So I think you're going to have creative differences for my next drop. But yeah. <laughs> you're you're predicting, predicting that to be a future. Okay. Oh, no. I know you're going to have a creative difference with me. But Drafttober is over, but we still want to read horror books. So next week is going to be. You, you're fired. <laughs> next week is going to be Giraffe Vember. Draft and burn. <laughs> <laughs>
It's just the exact same one. <laughs> no, that was fireworks though in Why? ET. <laughs> Do you want to hear it again? <laughs> yeah, yeah, one more time. Yeah. What are you like whispering? Like, are you? Did you hide some like weird sexual message in the back of that? What was that? ET phone hum. <laughs> oh God. Okay. Yeah, that's why I think. Yeah, okay. I was I was hoping this would be much scarier for you. So giraffe Thumber was going to be extra horror. I figured you'd have creative differences with my sound clips that I used. Well, no, okay, <laughs> this is why. This is why I'm calling bullshit. Okay. So, all right. So that one will come out Friday, November second. Yeah. Right. Is that the date? Yeah. Okay. So Halloween is on a Wednesday. Uh huh. Everyone has known about this rule since they were like drunken high school college kids. You don't celebrate like <laughs> the the main like holiday on a fucking middle of the weekday. You wait until the following weekend to celebrate it. I but think we're still celebrating Giraffetober on Friday, November second, and that still counts as celebrating. Well, in okay. When are the parties? Are they on the second or on the twenty seventh, the week before? On the fucking second. We're doing it the second. No, I mean like the parties. The only, when are the Halloween the parties? Yeah, that's what I'm telling you. The second. Okay. We're doing them on the second. Giraffetober. Okay, fine. November second. So, so it's real, the only real party that matters. <laughs> Giraffetober. <laughs> that is Giraffetober. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, right. I care. You care. I care too. Speaking of creative differences, <laughs> I won that one. Boom. All right. You know, also, with creative differences, when you were defending the covered wagon about The Walking Dead, uh, I watched the new episode last night, and they were driving the covered wagon. Dude, it looks stupid, and the actors look embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just, quick, quick Walking Dead cool. update, but there you go. So I have oh, creative yeah, yeah. Wait, that's, wait, that's I'll, the do problem. I'll do this on that episode. That's the fucking problem with covered wagons, is they look stupid, and they're fucking lame in the, in the zombie apocalypse show. I don't care how practical they are. They're fucking lame. They're not... I mean, you don't have to impress the fucking dead walkers. Who, who do you need to look cool in front of? The viewer of the TV show, because it's a TV show. You don't know you're on a TV show. But it, it does, the, the if you're a good actors, actor, know. They you know. act like you don't know you're on a TV show. Oh, they know, dude. They're, they're, they're referencing it, I think. I think they're breaking the fourth wall. They're like, oh, the future is going to be different. You know, we, we keep talking about the past. Remember that time when uh, you left your brother on a roof? Daryl, do you remember that? Well, sometimes it's gotta, you gotta do shit like that. I didn't like it. I hate the covered wagon. Fuck the covered wagon. Mm -hmm. the, they're using two horses to pull it. The horses seem like very, they're like too close together, so they keep bumping into each other, so the horses look awkward. It's really weird, man. It doesn't work. Uh, I, I'd so. It's still a viable option. Yeah, I disagree. It's not for shitty actors on a garbage TV show. Yeah, we'll just call it a creative difference then. Okay, there we go. All right, so um, what have you got for next week? So I'm gonna pick one of the the books that Hellboy, the upcoming movie with uh, Hopper from Stranger Things, where he looks swole yeah. and badass as fuck. Damn, in the movie makeup. Oh yeah, that looks awesome. Uh, so we're good. We're going to go with Hellboy Darkness Calls. 
It's one of the three storylines that are apparently being adapted for that new movie storyline. So, hmm. all right, sounds good. We'll go with that one, I guess. Is that like yeah. a volume one or anything, or is it a special? No, it, it was a limited. Okay, one. it looks like went April to November, so that's uh seven more, seven issues, maybe six, seven. Okay, all right, sounds good. And I'm gonna bring in that uh, clean room. It's a comic book about it's a it's a newer horror book about some woman investigating her husband's suicide after he reads like a self self help book or something like that. So he reads a self help book and kills himself, and she's trying to figure out why. Is that one of the ones that were done by Colin Bunn, the writer? The clean room is by Gail Simone. Oh, okay. However, it is a it's also a Vertigo comic, so I guess we're keeping with that next week Gail Simone writes a bunch of the uh, DC stuff oh really what has she written before Eh, like Batgirl Birds of Prey Uh, she also writes this uh, other book called Red Sonja which I've never read but want to actually check out at some point in time when we go back to regular stuff oh okay yeah we can have a try Clean Room Volume 1 Immaculate Conception ooh Ooh. (laughs) fucking spooky Spooky. So, anything else, Dave? Yes, of course there's something else. All right. Thank you, Daniel Burbank, for Sorry I Like You. Follow him on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Daniel Burbank. It'll be linked below. Follow me on Twitter at God as well as the rest of the internet. Follow us, the podcast, at GiraffesHBTPod on Twitter and on Facebook. Patreon.com slash... Every time giraffes have black tongues. All right. No, giraffes have black tongues. So, no, it's just giraffes have black tongues. All right. Close. Patreon.com slash giraffes have black tongues. All right. It'll all be linked below so that you don't have to go based off my fucked up uh, linking. (laughs) And follow me at D. Lewandowski on Twitter. Join us again next time for... Which one is it, Dave? Tell me which drop to play. All right. Over. Draft over. <laughs> All right. See you next week. Yeah. Draft over in November. October, bitches. Technically, still October. Well, technic, no, technically, November. <laughs> Wait, fuck. But uh, from a like holiday standpoint, it's yeah. still Draftober, man. All right, all right. There you go. Like you're not going trick or treating. Well, no, no, that one actually is. But we can. Do yeah, I think you might actually do that. <laughs> yeah, that one absolutely is. Fuck. Um, well, I mean, yeah. yeah. You have your you have your parties I mean, the week I before. Yeah, you do them both because then you get like an extra weekend of drinking for free, and you can still count it as doing it for the holiday. So that's true. You. I'm so you don't I'm right have on to that feel one. guilty. All right, right. It's simple math. It's a I'm, game I'm, of math. And I I'm just playing. I'm I'm playing off the equation. I'm playing this one again. Fireworks. Yeah. E.T. home phone. That one's...
Yeah, that one's over the top. I don't like that one. <laughs> fuck ET, fuck little like fireworks. Firework Those are fireworks, yeah. 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 I knew you would like it. That's why. We won't That's why be celebrating. We're not going to be celebrating this all month long. That's a fact. <laughs> all right. That creeps me out. I don't like that ET part. <laughs> all right. See you next week. My ET nightmares are going to be uh, haunting me again.